0: I don't, I don't want to hear that. you don't copy the same note <laughs> <laughs> interview interview <laughs>
1: interview <sighs> all right these knobs from Toronto In-ter- are here
0: er- the <laughs> you.
1: God, I hope this is not a waste of time. <laughs> uh. No, a real pleasure. Last bulleter at the White House of Rock, and uh, and and as I talk to all bands that uh, we're getting acquainted with, I I kind of need to know what your story is, how you guys got started, and and all that stuff. What's the last bullet story?
0: We we um, so basically, Mike and Brendan, I think, were kind of like high, high school mates or friends from that period of time, give or take, uh, and they started playing guitar together. And then um, they started. They wanted to form a band, I guess. And they they had a, they went to school with a friend named Leo Defina who played the drums. And um, they started playing together and decided they need a bass player. Um, and I don't know if they had written. Well, music wh- why I don't know,
2: I just tell the story so that uh, you don't have to assume anything? But uh, <laughs> yeah, we we uh, we put an ad out on Craigslist for uh, a bass player. Will showed up. He he knew happened to know the same covers that we knew. So it was just, it was a lock, you know, Mike and I, we never really figured that we were going to start a band. It just started off as like a hobby. We learned how to play guitar. We thought, okay, let's just jam, let's play. We need a bass player. So we never really had the intent, uh, to start this thing, but it kind of snowballed, you know, as soon as we found Brian, you know, we, we had a, uh, maybe an eight month, uh, section of time where we were looking for singers, auditioning singers. We listened to a lot of people and, uh, you know, last-ditch effort. Brian showed up because he re- replied to one of the ads that we posted up uh, uh, at a studio. He came in. He ripped it. He had the energy. He had the vibe. He had the look. You know, it was just everything that you know we needed. I was going to ask forward. you. I was going to
1: ask you if you were to run an ad for what you were looking for a lead singer, what would it say? Oh my goodness! If we pulled up that ad, it would probably be ridiculous. Uh,
2: rock and roll band yeah. like like Led Zeppelin slash, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like rock band seeking a vocalist, and it was so vague. must must drive their own car. Well, yeah. If yeah. We no, were to do it, it
1: now the reason I ask this is that a lot of the bands that you really like actually started that way with you yeah. know uh, you know bulletin board ads or. Or newspaper ads and stuff like that and it all kind of comes together in a haphazard way sometimes you know yeah it was cool
2: because we, we posted we actually decided like we were done with posting ads we had gone all around Toronto Rehearsal Studios and there was one more left on the list and we decided alright let's just go put it up we're on the road anyways so we put it up and that actually ended up being the place that Brian saw the the ad so it was fate
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys finally got together you are in the rehearsal room what's the first thing that you guys play
2: so uh mike and i had started writing some songs very basic stuff that uh ended up on our first ep uh brian came into the studio and w- we asked if he would sing to the like a rough recording that we had right and he, he just kind of gave us this face like what why the hell would i do that let's just jam we all had our instruments and so then we're like yeah that's kind of a better idea let's jam right so we, we we rip into one of our tunes and it was like, you know, Brian opens his mouth to sing, he's got this big raspy deep, you know, heavy And he heavy had written voice. the lyrics for the oh, song. he changed the lyrics. So Mike had written some lyrics, Brian had changed some of the lyrics. I think the chorus lyrics or so the verse lyrics or something like that were significantly better than written. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, as soon as he as soon as he came in like the guitar start the song, it's, you know, very guitar driven riff stuff and then Brian came in and he had just had the power, the beef That could sit on top of those and it just worked like it's one line in we knew he was the guy for whatever we were doing you know i mean again we still didn't have this outlook that we wanted to be this you know rock band you know uh, playing shows and it just it, it just kind of you know slowly gained momentum and then as soon as we started you know recording and playing shows we thought we like what we're doing, you know, let's, it it, it seemed like
0: when I walked in there, like there wasn't necessarily a a concrete plan. It just felt like they just liked playing music and they kind of maybe wanted to play live shows, (laughs) which they hadn't done before. so uh, that was a venture that we ended up deciding to take on once we felt this overwhelming chemistry with each other right off the bat.
1: How long did the chemistry take? When did it it click?
0: The first day. The like like thing. i i felt i that felt quick, the chemistry yeah. well i felt the chemistry as far as like uh, just you know like all the 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 um um, all the variables being, uh, you know, working together well. I, I felt the chemistry right away. We were all around the same age. We all kind of uh, like are, have the same mentality. We all kind of have the same influences in music, with di- like differing degrees. But uh, it just for me, it felt right right away. And then the, it it built big time. Like the uh, the first year was just yeah. it was it just exploded. It, it took off like a rocket, and sure. we. It was, uh, we accomplished a lot, a lot more than I ever would have imagined that we would accomplish in the first year or two we were together. You
2: got to keep in mind, we all come from backgrounds that have no music in them. We had no industry knowledge. We didn't really know what the hell we were doing. We still don't really know what the hell we're doing, (laughs) but we're learning as we go and we're we're trying to, you know, uh, climb this, this, this never ending mountain that is this industry and. You know, it's it's that's what makes it interesting and fun for us, at least for me in, in particular. Yeah, maybe, for,
1: that, maybe that's a good thing. You know, is that you know we can focus on the industry and the game, if you will, and all the marketing and where you have to be. Those are all very important components. But don't you think, as a band, the f- primary focus should be about the music and the performance?
0: I agree completely. I, and and like you was saying, I, I think it's safe to say that we're all first generation musicians in our families. Like we don't really have a history of music right. in our families. So wow. this is clearly something that we just just love and we're 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 going out of our way to be as good as we can at, uh, and including uh, gathering and, and learning information about the music industry. Wow! So,
2: like we're 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 music lovers, you know what I mean. We could if you we, if we had our um, you know if, if we had all our concert tickets you know lined up, it would probably just continue from you know as you know blend into the the, the concerts that you were going to. You know, sure, yeah. So it's it's. You know, with
1: every show, you draw something from it, don't you? Eh? Well,
2: well, that's it. You know, Absolutely. we're music lovers to begin with. And now we have this extra aspect to appreciate when we go to a show because now we, we know a little bit of the ins and outs of what goes into the show. Whereas before, we were just soaking in the music, which, again, great. Like, who doesn't love music? And now we see this other side, so it's you know even more interesting for us.
0: There's there's a really cool quote, too, that uh, that always pops in my head that I like following as a rule as a musician is that uh, Josh Homme, Queens of the Stone Age, said it. He said, uh, uh, be the musical change that you want to see. So if there's a, a specific sound or something that's not happening that you're not getting enough of anymore, that you want to hear more of, be that thing.
1: Wow. So. that is That's a huge statement. Yeah. What was the last thing that inspired you? Like, just raise their raise the hairs on your back the uh, recent most recently uh, I saw Bruce Springsteen for the first time yeah oh, that and
0: was just
2: how to play a show <laughs> that's,
0: that's 101 that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
2: if you know it, it, I don't think anybody can be the boss but I will try I will try as hard as I can to be the boss it's
1: funny he springsteen came up in in somebody else who was on bands on the verge earlier and we were talking about about that very thing. And and Dallas Green was talking about seeing Springsteen and he had the same thing. He said, I can't believe how he gets up on stage and does that. You know what I mean? And we're not talking necessarily about the endurance of a longer show. It's, it's entertaining and yeah. the physical demands of being on stage and uh, yeah he's clearly in
0: good shape that's for sure it's incredible isn't yeah. it eh I was I was we were there in the pit actually with a, he was there with a friend and yeah. I, and I actually I work at the Air Canada Center so I, I, I get to walk around a little bit and, and watch the show but uh, Str- George Strombolopoulos was like right beside us dancing yeah. his ass off just yeah. like running around with uh, with a couple friends so it was a great show
1: in your bio, you say something really interesting sight is our most important sense. Explain that to me.
0: Um, music is sonic; it's audio. Yep. Um, and but I think a lot of bands, um, a lot of bands take the fact that we can, that, you know, there's there's a visual part of the the show. Yeah. Uh, a lot of bands take that for granted, in my opinion. And our favorite, our favorite bands, our favorite groups, um, they they in in any way possible, they they push to fulfill all, all five senses so like I, I it goes from anything from from dancing and choreography to um, the movements that you make when you hang off of every word and you're trying to express an emotion or, or, or a story or tell a story in your lyrics or even like the doors they they, they burn incense on stage you mm-hmm. know what I mean like they're just it, music as an experience but it's about senses every single um, every single performance is dictated by the energy of the audience and the band and the exchange of information and the setting and the venue and the acoustics and the sound man who wants to do a good job or doesn 't want to do a good job <laughs> or and the band who wants to put in work or doesn 't want to put in work and the you know the audience who 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 is enjoying it or not enjoying it so um, uh, sight is really important to me. I like being entertained visually I like people who 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 dress to impress. Dress for success, and 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 are lo- larger than life
1: on stage. Wow, very well said. Um, let's talk about uh, the uh, last bullet experience. Uh, you have some shows coming up.
0: Yeah, we have um, we have a show on March 11th in Ottawa. Live at Elgin. Uh, Live on Elgin uh, is the venue. Uh, we're playing with a great band called uh, Iconoclast. Mm-hmm. I think they're from the Ottawa area. They're from Ottawa. And then March 12th, we're playing at uh, Fitz Ray's pub restaurant and, in uh, London. Um, we've played there quite a few times. That'll be a really long set. I think we're doing like three 45-minute sets or something like that. Yeah, or like or straight 2 hours. Yeah, so uh, we, we don't have that much material, so we're we'll playing a lot of fun covers. <laughs> we'll be a cover band for the night. Um, but... Uh, and then and then we got two hometown shows which we haven't had in a while. Um, we're playing April second at the Bovine, yeah. uh, Bovine Sex Club, and uh, April seventh we're playing the Hideout, which is probably our favorite, if not one of our top favorite it's our venues. It's our home base in Toronto. We uh, that whole Queen Street strip is just awesome. We love it there. It is. But it's the cool. Hideout is a, is a, is, is going to be a great show. All... And
1: what about some new music? What uh, what's what's the latest from you guys, and what's coming around the corner?
2: So we just released a track called Sin. Um, it's a little bit uh, more, a little heavier than what we typically do to drop D tune. you know, it drives. Uh, we're kind of going in every direction with this, uh, these new recordings. We've re- recorded a couple of tunes, so we're going to be releasing them, you know, over the next few months. But uh, you can find Sin on our website uh, on YouTube. Uh, we actually record a video for it uh, in uh, the Royal York Hotel downtown Toronto in the Attic which is a really cool space so if you happen to check out the video notice yeah just the the magnitude of that space yeah
0: it's 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 really interesting to look at we uh, we basically w- we wanted a a really interesting setting that had a lot of character yeah. and we found it and we didn't know what it was we found out it was the attic of the Royal York and we're like okay so how the hell do we get there and then we ended <laughs> up you know through contacts and networking weaseling our way in there uh we had to pay for it uh, yeah. but but uh it was well worth it, um, and there's a it was a lot of work to get the video done. It was a stressful, exhausting day, but um, it's the best video we've ever re- filmed. It, I think it looks fantastic, and I'm really happy with what we came up with. Um, yeah, and there's a there's actually a behind the scenes video that I put together of the the day of the shoot too that you can check out. It's on YouTube. Did you
1: find anything up there, any ghosts or anything like that? <laughs> you know, there, there was a
0: lot of there was a lot of myths and like legends and things like that. The the building was uh, it was built in 1929, so we found um, it was really cool. I, I mean, I mean, I I, I don't know how. True it is like how how authentic, authentic it is, but yeah. uh, we found a carving with rock on the side of the building that says Jim Morris in thousand
1: nine hundred and sixty seven yeah, that must have been a great find right that was really cool so <laughs>
0: I, I just happened to use some some doors uh, in our behind the scenes video. Uh, I thought nice. it fit well, and uh, I included that uh, a picture of his carving um, in the video as well, so and then we found a whole bunch of other really creepy stuff <laughs> after we had filmed the video. Like that workers, like fifty, sixty years uh, previously, had hung themselves in the in the uh, attic and and in the um, the stairwells and stuff like that. They, so. had, they
2: had filmed the movie Saw. One of the Saw, Saw Five. There. They so, filmed in that attic. That's yeah. the vibe, you know.
0: It's, yeah, it's really dingy and creepy, and but that's what we wanted because the, the song is kind of like dark and heavy and edgy and. You know, so we want it to reflect the edginess.
1: I was gonna say that that attic is gonna be your next song. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, be. last bullet, thank you very much for dropping by. Thanks thank you, thank us you
0: us very us. much for popping